morning and welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime Podcast. I am so glad that you guys are here with me. Today is going to be one of the last podcasts for, I don't know, maybe a week and a half. Um, I think today and then tomorrow and then I'm going to take a break while I get through this move. Um, If you've been listening in, you know that I am moving from California to Maryland and it's a lot of work. There's a lot to do still. And I leave here in nine days now, um, which gives me very little time to complete everything that I need to do. So I'm going to try to wind up this book as much as I'm enjoying it and loving it. Um, I'm going to read two chapters today, but I'm going to do it in separate podcasts. Um, So I will read chapter 13 and then chapter 14. And tomorrow we will read chapter 15, which is the last chapter. And we will also, luckily and blessedly, read the first chapter of Cowboy Tale, which is the second book in the series. Um, And then the acknowledgments. And then we will be done with this book. And we will take a little break. And um, once I am on the East Coast, settled in Maryland, I will start up again with a new podcast story. I'm not sure what that will be just yet. We may go back to some Aesop's fables, or maybe I will read The Velveteen Rabbit. Um, And we'll wait for another chapter book to come in from another author, which may be a little while, because um, I haven't really been advertising recently to authors because of the move. So, um, but I will be doing a lot of recorded tales for Amazon because I've got all of these beautiful picture books that have come in, like I think 12 of them now, um, that I need to record and do story times. So, um, you can be catching those instead of stories from authors or new authors here. We'll read some old authors for a little while while I process through the books that I have. Um, And then I will start advertising to get more books in from authors and we'll see what comes through. Or maybe, if we're lucky, um, Gail will uh, let us share another one of her books at some point because this story has been so much fun to read. All right, um, we're going to move on to chapter 13. Are you guys ready? I know I am. All right, here we go. Chapter 13. It had been a rough two weeks. I had spent most of my time in bed because my headaches were still coming and going. It wasn't too bad, though. Grania and I spent a lot of time talking. I learned more about her in those two weeks than I ever would have if she had lived to be 13 and we couldn't talk to each other. She woke me up every morning kissing my face. She was so gentle. She knew I was hurt and couldn't get bumped. I don't think any other breed of dog would be so in tune with this with their person. She met me with a new loving thought every morning. Molly, I loves you. Open to eyes. I went to bed at night, looking forward to waking up to her kisses and her love. The hardest thing was keeping the secret that I could hear Grania in my head. 
My parents came in often. They worried because they said I was unusually quiet. They were used to me talking almost non-stop. What they didn't know was that I was talking constantly, just silently with Grania. There had been a follow-up visit with Dr. Casey. He shone his light in my eyes, asking about my headaches and a bunch of questions about new symptoms. I almost choked when he asked if anything unusual had happened since I hit my head, things like hearing things or funny smells. I didn't want to lie. My parents had taught me that lying was wrong, but I couldn't just come out and say, oh yeah, Doc, Ganya and I have been having some deep conversations since I fell out of the tree. They'd lock me up for sure. Since I was struck in the head, I had finished all the schoolwork for the year. I was officially out of school. No more Creighton Intermediate. By the time my parents' my parents' contract was up, I had I'd be in tenth grade. That was one of the silver linings from my injury. Today I was going to get out of bed for a little while and return to training Grania for her canine good citizens war test. We hadn't practiced in two weeks that I had been in bed. Mainly, we had laid in my bed or on the couch being careful that I didn't jar my head or bump it. The doctor said that the same thing that caused seizures caused my headaches. There had been a few times Grania had to warn me that a headache was about to happen. The doctor said that she would be very valuable to me because the headaches could cause me to faint. I wouldn't want to faint if I was out in a public somewhere. It was a good thing that Grania could warn me. I knew to let my mom know, and she gave me the medicine that the doctor had prescribed. The doctor said that the headaches should go away in a couple of months. In the meantime, Grania was taking her role as my service dog seriously. I already had a doctor's prescription for her to be certified as my service dog. I just had to finish her as a canine good citizen. After she passed that test, my parents were going to get her public access test set up. Once she passed that, she would be a certified service dog and could go with me everywhere. It was a beautiful day outside. It felt so good to get out of the first time, to get out for the first time in weeks. We had practiced some in the house, but it felt better to do it in the sun. Grania was more alert and hung on my every word. Since it was my first time out in a while, I told her we would just run through the drills once. I knows all the commands, she smiled at me. Grania was so excited to be outside that she was dancing around me in a circle. Okay, Grania, pay attention to me now. Grania sat at my feet and looked into my eyes. First command, Grania, is accepting friendly strangers. You have been doing that perfectly for quite a while. I think you're good on that one. She had been very good at letting strangers come up to her when we took her to stores and outdoor restaurants. Grania looked at me as if to say, I got this. A second command is sitting politely for petting. You are good at that with family, but you still get a little too excited when it's someone not in the family. I thought about who I could get to come over to help me with today's training. Just then, my neighbor's teenage son, Roy, came outside to mow his mother's lawn. Whoops, pages stuck together. There we go. We got along pretty well, and to tell the truth, I had always had a little crush on him. Roy, I hollered over the fence, can you come over and help me with Grania's training? 
Roy loved Grania. He came over every chance he got. He loved to pet her. He would be perfect for this command training. Grania always got a little too worked up when Roy came over to pet her. This would be good practice for her. Oh, the boy is coming. I loves the boy. Grania, you loves everybody. I laughed at the annoying look she gave me. I loves everybody because I is a friendly puppy. She sniffed in my direction and calmly walked over to where Roy was coming through our gate. Grania, come back here. She turned as soon as she heard me talk to her and came back to sit at my feet. For training, I was talking out loud to Grania for all commands. I took a firm hold of her leash and we walked out to the gate to the empty street in front of the house. I put Grania into a sit and asked Roy to approach her and pet her. She got a little excited when she saw Roy walking up to her. Easy, I told her. She calmed down and sat quietly when Roy bent to pet her. I is good. Yes, you are, I told her silently. The next requirement had to do with grooming and allowing a stranger such as a veterinarian to examine the dog. Grania, Grania was great at the vet. She was calm and let me do whatever they needed to do to her with no complaints. As far as being well-groomed, my parents had made an appointment for the mobile groomer to come the day before the test to wash and groom Grania. She would be clean and smelling pretty for the test day. After she had helped us with approach, approaching and allowing a stranger to pet her part of the training, Roy stayed to watch. The next requirement was to have your dog walk on a loose lead. We had that down pat. Grania was very good on her leash. There had even, there had never been a problem. She had walked nicely on her leash from the day she came to live with us. It was as if she was so happy to have people that loved her and didn't hurt her that she decided that she would do anything that we asked. Test five was for Grania to walk through a crowd. Since we'd walked her through many stores and in downtown Conroe and even Houston, I thought that she would be fine with that test. Six and seven were easy. Grania did her sit and stay and down and stay perfectly. It was one of the first things that she mastered. She came when called 99% of the time. The only time that she didn't come immediately was if she didn't hear me call the first time. Test eight was a reaction to another dog. I was a little concerned about that one. Grania loved to play with other dogs. She was gentle with the small ones, careful not to step on the medium ones, and played as rough as a giant wanted to play, almost making sure that she didn't hurt the other dog. However, to Grania, another dog meant play. We didn't have enough other dogs around where I lived to practice this test very much. Grania had been very good for her obedience class, so I was going to trust her. Test 9 was a reaction to distraction. Grania would be good at this one. She had grown up with distractions. When she heard her collar and leash, when she had her collar and leash on, she knew that that meant we were working and she paid very close attention. Off leash, not so much. Test 10 was supervised separation. That meant I would have to leave Grania with a trusted person. They wanted to see if she would continue to act with good manners and obey commands, even if I wasn't there. I would have to hand her leash to another person and ask them to watch my dog. Then I would hide from Grania for three minutes. She would need to behave as if I was on the other end of the leash. 
Only after passing all parts of the test would they certify her as a canine good citizen. This was very important because she would travel with us to RV parks and other campgrounds. She would meet a lot of strangers. Because of her size, she had to be well-behaved and non-threatening. It was even more important because she was going to have to pass a public access test also to get certified as my service dog. That test was graded on there being no aggressive behavior towards people or other animals. She would have to learn not to sniff people's butts or any other part of them. She also could not sniff the ground unless I released her to do so. Grania could not beg for food or attention while on duty. She would have to be calm. Overexcitement or hyperactivity were not allowed. She would have to be pretty much bomb-proof. She had to not react to strange or loud sounds or sights in public settings. No excessive barking. She was going to have to go potty only on command. I could not... It would not do to have an enormous pile of wolfhound poop on a sidewalk or in a store or a restaurant. After passing this test, she would get her service dog ID card and would wear a service dog vest when she went outside. Though the doctor thought that my brain injury wasn't permanent, we still needed for Grania to be my service dog as long as my headaches came and went. Roy and I ran through Grania's exercises one more time, then called it quits. I was getting tired and Grania was poking me and getting distracted. I think she was trying to tell me that a headache was brewing. In the house now. Your heads is going to bang in a minute. She tugged on the leash. I thanked Roy for his help and Grania led me into the house. My parents were in the living room packing up the books from the bookcases. They were going to be taking another load of things we couldn't take with us to storage. The house was looking empty. It was hard to remember where the house, what the house had looked like before we started packing. I felt guilty that I hadn't been able to help them since I left the hospital. They said that it was fine, but I knew that they had counted on me. It was a lot of work for two people to do with no outside help. I'm sorry, guys. I really feel bad that I can't help. My mother came up and put her arms around me. Oh, hon, it's okay. You just get better. I'm sure we'll find plenty of things for you to help with once you're yourself again. My father looked up from the box that he was sealing. How did Grania do? I hung up my jacket on the hook by the door and answered him. She did fantastic. I think she's ready for tomorrow's CGC test. Grania walked over to my dad for pets. She loved the way that my dad scratched under her chin in just the right spot. You are such a good girl, Grania. Are you going to make Molly proud? Grania practically purred. She loved that scratching so much. Molly heard her say, You means the Molly isn't proud of me already? And that is the end of chapter 14. And I am just loving Molly and Grania, the seven-foot-long dog by Gail Nodestein. You can pick up this book on Amazon. You can find it on paperback or a hardcover. And it's also on ebook. And the second book to the series, Cowboy Tales, is also available in all three mediums. Uh, the fourth and fifth book, or I'm sorry, the third and fourth book 
are both still uh, you can pre-order them they have not been completed yet but uh, the third one is very close and there are two prequels that you can actually download if you visit the Facebook page or Facebook group for Molly and Grania and Gail Nodestein um, you, there are two prequels to the story one about um, when Molly first fell in love with uh, Irish wolfhounds and the second one about um, Grania's life before Molly so um, interesting books and I, I want to read them myself so I'm going to be downloading them soon and they are free downloads those two um, prequels which is kind of cool little samples little tidbits of information and fun to keep you connected into the series and um yeah, and I'm going to be buying Cowboy Tales. I don't know if I will be allowed to read it. I will have to ask Gail, but um, I don't if she'll let me share it on the podcast. But I will be reading it myself just because I want to find out what happens. And I'm loving these stories. So um, you can find Tea Fairy and Friends Story Times and Adventures on uh, let's see Yahoo channel and Facebook page and Facebook group and you can email me at tfairystorytime at gmail.com that's tea like the kind that you drink t-e-a-f-a-i-r-y-s-t-o-r-y-t-i-m-e at gmail.com that's a great way of getting in touch with me if you have questions or remarks about the podcast if you are um, interested in finding out more about my virtual story times on youtube or facebook uh if you are an author that is interested in sending me a book to read and also if you are somebody who's interested in being a supporter and would like to make a donation towards um my story time adventures uh via paypal or venmo the other way that you can get in touch with me is at um oh what is it called Oh goodness, there goes my brain again. This happens, and I hate it, (laughs) but it happens. Uh, Anchor.fm, that's where I record the podcast through. It is, um, I I will make sure to add an ad here at the end, but on Anchor.fm, if you go to the website, there are two links there. One is where you can leave me a voicemail, which I have never received a voicemail yet, so that would be kind of fun if somebody just wanted to like, Hey, Tea Fairy, really enjoying the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, Tea Fairy, I have a book that you might want to read or whatever. I don't know. Um, You can leave me a voicemail. The other thing is you can become a sponsor there or a supporter um, through the just by clicking on a button and filling out some information and you become a supporter of this podcast, which would be great. Um, If not, then that's fine. I make a penny every time that somebody listens. So just sharing the podcast with friends and family so that there are more listeners is also great and very helpful. Um, And I just, I enjoy reading to you all and reading with you all and reading these new treasures that people send to me and sharing them with folks so that they'll go out and buy copies themselves and fall in love with new authors and new books that is kind of part of my thing um 
also just encouraging reading literacy it's so important to read every day guys it's like practicing and it's like eating it's like eating you should eat every day and you should read every day it nourishes your mind the same way that food nourishes your body it's important to read every day all right that's it for me today um i will be reading chapter 14 in a separate podcast so keep your ears open on that one and tomorrow like i said we will read chapter 15 and then we will read the first chapter from cowboy days or cowboy cowboy tales like a dog tail like it wags cowboy tales um tomorrow because it's at the very end of this book it's just kind of a taster of that book which is super exciting um and then we'll be done for just a little while and then i will be back once i get out east and get settled in which would probably be after the 22nd of june i'm thinking um yeah so maybe just like a week and a half off or maybe a little over a week i'm not sure we'll do the math and (laughs) i'll get back to you all right have a great day go out and enjoy the sunshine and um, join me again for story time for chapter 14 bye